I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. I've been speaking to Vlad Lunigov, Chief Executive of US-based banking as a service provider, MBank. In fact, that's just one of a clutch of as-a-service offerings that the company has. Established in 2016, MBank's customers include banks, credit unions, and financial institutions of all sizes across the USA, Europe, and Asia. In addition to discussing banking as a service, we began our conversation with an overview of the outlook for fintech in the current macro-microeconomic environments. A lot of the young companies that we work with, especially in the fintech sector, have not received the financing that they were expecting. So I think that the uncertainty that currently exists in the market is exacerbated by the fact that a lot of the fintechs are unfunded or underfunded. And I think that that makes a huge difference for for us, for people who work with fintechs. I think it makes our future uh, a little bit more uncertain. Having said that, there are a lot of uh, very positive trends as well. The fintechs that uh, we currently work with are stronger uh, on average. And uh, crisis typically helps to separate better use cases and better companies from those who are likely to fail anyway. So I think that what's going to happen in this uncertain environment is that use cases and companies that were not uh, properly uh, established or didn't have an underlying use case, I think that they will probably die, whereas the stronger ones will survive. I think, if I can put it this way, Oscar Wilde used to talk about the importance of being earnest. For fintechs now, we talk about the importance of being profitable or showing us a path to profitability. Being profitable has always been very important. However, there was a period in time when there was just too much liquidity or too much money in the hands of VC funds. So they were looking for opportunities that potentially would bring some yield in the the future. And therefore, they helped create this economy where profitability didn't really matter. However, uh, we're back to square one. And I think that profitability now is more important than ever. You put it that way, but I just hear echoes of the dot-com bubble and the dot-com crash at the turn of the century. For those of us with older and grayer hair, which basically excludes most people in fintech, I appreciate. But we've been here before in the way this market plays out. There's a little bit of creative destruction. A lot of weird and wonderful businesses go by the wall. But the others, as you say, emerge stronger and fitter. Absolutely. I would say the difference is that I think it's unlikely that we'll see a significant crash, let's put it this way, simply because the investors are much more sophisticated nowadays. Uh, The founders are much more sophisticated. There are a lot of guardrails that are put in place by the regulators. So I think that uh, those who are failing, they're likely to have been pre-revenue, you see. So I don't think that the impact of their failure will be significant. Uh, those who are already generating revenues and have paths uh, towards profitability are likely to stay. So I, I don't think that we will see a significant crash. I don't think it's going to be anywhere as, as bad as a dot-com crash. All right, let's talk about your business specifically and where you sit. The banking business itself is changing. Banking as a service is now proving to be a very popular paradigm. What's behind that? Why? And where does it put you? That's a very good question. Talking about uncertainty, I would say that uh, there is a significant uncertainty in the banking 
world, which is driven by the regulator. Almost every day or every week, uh, we wake up to some kind of uh, new legislation. And oftentimes in the United States specifically, you don't really know who regulates who because there are so many regulators. So banking is generally very complicated, but banking as a service is something that uh, tries to make it simpler for brands and for fintechs to provide services to their consumers, services which are akin to financial products and services. So for us to be able to make it simpler and to deliver those services, we have to understand and navigate the complexities of the regulatory environment, but we also have to be compliant ourselves and we have to make sure that everybody's compliant. So this is where it puts us as a our flavor of banking as a service and as a banking as a service provider Compliance is key, and compliance as a service is our key value proposition in our banking as a service suite. So what's the background to MBank then? You're a relatively new business. Everything in fintech is relatively new. Why choose this path, and why go down this route? I uh, started my career uh, back in the year 2000 when I graduated from the London School of Economics in the UK. I joined a private equity fund. Uh, also in the UK, worked in France and Germany uh, for quite some time and um, basically moved to the US. Now, the path was a complicated one because my experience was basically in helping banks be more profitable. So I worked with banks for almost uh, over for over a decade. Almost my entire career, I always worked with banks, first on the M&A side and then, and then later in my career on the technology side. I realized at some point about uh, a decade ago that it was so difficult to introduce new use cases in banking generally because of the technology. So technology was a huge impediment, I would say, to progress in banking. So about 10 years ago, I co-founded and co-led the fintech practice at PwC. And uh, together with my colleagues, we've uh, analyzed a huge number of companies, over 1,600 different fintechs around the world. And we realized that there was a lot of innovation happening on the periphery of the banking core, but nobody was really touching the core. Nobody was touching core banking services or core technology. So myself and uh, a lot of uh, people that I worked with, I have a lot of co-founders, we left our consulting careers and uh, established MBank. So when we got founded about uh, six or seven years ago, we already brought to the table decades of experience. So we already knew what the pain points were. We already knew who the main players were in the markets. We were already having at least some kind of reputation. You know, people knew us by the name. So I think that for us to start off as a technology company, trying to resolve the issues connected with core banking was very quickly a shifting paradigm towards services. So we realized that technology doesn't really give you a lot of advantage nowadays. You know, technology is table stakes, even though there's a lot of antiquated technology that exists inside the banks, to make money on technology is very difficult. So we started off as a technology company, uh, but then about three years ago, we moved completely into services. So we use technology to enable our services, And banking as a service is a value proposition that we bring to market, which is technology focused, but it also has a partner bank or multiple partner banks with us. So we allow to deliver financial products and services to end consumers. 
You say you have partner banks, but I I wonder quite a lot, would banking as a service, as a solution, basically eat the lunch of a traditional bank? Well, depends on who you ask. I would say it's quite the opposite. Uh, I would say uh, what we help banks with, we help with one of two issues that they have with their balance sheet. Some banks have too much cash, so they have to find ways to to deploy cash. They cannot maintain cash. Cash is a liability on the balance sheet for banks. it's, It's expensive to maintain high cash balances. So for them, we help with lending as a service. We introduce and and run lending programs with those banks. However, the paradigm this year, unlike last year when there was a lot of liquidity, this year uh, there is almost competition between regional banks for deposits. So this year, our focus is on deposit programs. Now, a lot of banks historically, especially in our um, in our market, uh, which is regional, smaller regional banks, they relied on on their branches, I guess, for deposits. Nowadays, nobody's building new branches. Let's face it, you know, people who have uh, less gray hair than you and me don't even go to branches. Nobody wants to go to a branch anymore, right? So the branch model is dead. So if you're a small regional bank here in the United States, especially, how do you attract deposits? How do you open new accounts? How do you have new customers or new members if you're a credit union? So banking as a service is really is a solution for them because we, we are able to deliver services to, to end consumers irrespective of where they are. They, they, never, they will never come to a branch. So a bank can be chartered in Tennessee, but the services can be consumed in California, for example, or New York or state of Washington. So, uh, so banking as a service really is a solution. Having said that, you're absolutely right. If you are not participating in banking as a service paradigm and you're a regional bank, then I think you're missing out on a significant opportunity. And uh, sooner or later, you know, as we've seen now that the economy is a little bit shaky here in the United States, it's still strong, but there are clear issues. Deposits are going to become more and more scarce. So banks who haven't embraced banking as a service strategy they absolutely have to. Well, that's the next step for the banks. What's the next step for MBank? What's your plan? What comes next? We believe that it's very difficult to be successful at a large scale with banking as a service without offering lending as a service as the core value proposition. So about 18 months ago, we started working on our lending programs and I'm I'm pleased to announce that we are reaching a million accounts uh, with our lending as a service value proposition that we delivered through our platforms through our clients so lending as a service really is the key driver of success for us uh, 2023 really has shifted focus towards lending and I think going forward without lending as a service I would say banking as a service value proposition is incomplete So we want to build our lending as a service value proposition. We want to cover substantially wider range of use cases. On the corporate side, we would like to continue being overcapitalized because you have to be overcapitalized nowadays. You know, access to capital is is very scarce. So we continue working with our partners and investors. 
Um, and of course, on on the delivery side and the business side, of course, uh, we continue to embrace our partnerships. As you know, we have a significant partnership with with Galileo Technologies, so we continue to invest in that partnership. We have a significant partnership with Teminus. We continue to invest in that partnership. So I think that uh, if you look at that, the whole paradigm, the whole banking as a service paradigm that's emerging now, you have to have partnerships, you have to have lending, and you have to have a substantial number of partner banks. So we're expanding the number of partner banks we are working with. We're expanding our lending programs. And of course, we are continuing to be profitable and uh, work with our investors. Vlad Lunigov, Chief Executive of MBank. Thank you very much.